Thank you for listening to the Hope Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. For more information and resources, visit hopeboon.com. How many of you are uh, glad to be here to say? All right, very good. I've got some things in my heart today that I want to share with you, and I'm, uh, I'm real excited to do that. Um, if uh, One thing I'll say before I jump into this message, Brianne mentioned our Next Steps uh, class that we have this afternoon. Uh, that, that is our on-ramp to church life here at Hope Church. So if you want to become a part of our church or if you're interested in knowing more about our church, that's the place to do it. That's the place to connect. And, uh, and we want to be connected. We want to connect with everybody. Uh, I told somebody this just this past week, and it's so good. I want to be your pastor for the rest of my life. I want to be connected for the rest of our lives because I believe that God uh, has got some powerful things that he wants us to accomplish as a church. And, and the only way to do that is to do it together. So uh, so come and connect to Next Steps today if you haven't already done so. Uh, if you were not here last Sunday, or if you were serving downstairs in our Hope Kids department, uh, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the message from last week. Um, it was just very important for what God's doing in our church and what he's saying to us as a people. And so it was, I, I mentioned this last week, I was prepared to go a completely different direction uh, and, and Saturday, God changed my message and changed everything that I was to bring to you guys. And so um, when the Lord is speaking something like that, when he, when he, when the Holy Spirit makes a left-hand turn into something that I didn't expect, I'm always like, my antenna goes up. Like, yes, let's pay attention to that. So if you didn't get a chance because you were serving or you weren't able to be here, go back and, and, uh, and check that out. I think it'll be a blessing to you. This morning, I want to do things a little differently than we typically do on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to share a message with you regarding the state of our church. I, I, I've been telling, calling this the state of the union with our with our leaders, and I think I even said that last week. Uh, is there's that graphic? That's awesome. We're going to talk about the state of the union this morning, um, and just the state of the ministry and the state of Hope Church. Uh, and, and I've got some things that I'm going to share with you this morning that surprised me, and I'm just so thrilled and excited about that. Um, but before we do that, let's make our confession of faith that we like to make together, and then we'll pray together, and we'll cover some things this morning. I want to say hello this morning to those who are joining us via live stream. Uh, you'll have this graphic up on your screen. You can read this out loud with us together. For those in the house, let's declare this out loud today. Say, thank you, Father, that today... The eyes of my heart see you. The ears of my heart hear you. My heart and mind perceive and understand your word and your will. Today, I am growing in the things of God. You say, Pastor Josh, why do we say that all the time? Why do we say that like every Sunday? It's because we believe it. Because we believe that you're growing in the things of God. Every time you come together, every time you come in this building, it's my prayer and it's my heart that you grow in the things of God. I like to say it this way. I believe you're going to be six inches taller spiritually by the time you leave than you were when you came in today. Because God is in the multiplication and adding business. 
He doesn't like to leave you in the same condition he finds you in, but he wants to multiply life to you. He wants to multiply joy and grace and peace and strength into your heart. So for every weak place that you came in with, I believe you're leaving stronger in that area than you were when you came in. If you believe it, say amen this morning. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you for yet another opportunity to come to your word and to receive from you. Thank you for speaking to our hearts, Holy Spirit. We reverence you and we honor your voice. We honor the word of Almighty God in this place today. Thank you for your precious, holy, written word. Speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen and amen. So as I said this morning, I want to do things a little differently than we typically do. I'm going to share with you regarding the state of the union, the state of the church, and also talk a little bit about our vision and kind of remind us of our vision that the Lord gave us, our emphasis for the year 2022. Uh, so I'll talk to you a little bit about that and then a little bit about finishing this year strong. Uh, we crossed into the fourth quarter of 2022 yesterday. We're in the last three months. We're in the fourth quarter. Every point counts. Every yard counts when you get in the fourth quarter, right? Especially if you're App State. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for offense in the second half, in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a few reasons why I'm going to share this type of message with you this morning. And I promise you I will get excited and I will bring in some scripture and stuff. But there's just a lot of stats and figures and things that I want to share with you this morning as well. But there's a few reasons why I'm going to share this type of message with you today. Uh, number one, because next week, as we've already mentioned, Pastor Ron is going to be preaching a powerful word that I believe is going to inspire you in the calling that God has placed in your life and in the calling that God has placed on our church. Uh, every time he comes, he brings some kind of word that just supercharges people's faith, and it's just, it's awesome, and I'm looking forward to it. So uh, also, number two, because we're getting ready to celebrate our, celebrate our ninth anniversary next week, as Brianne uh, already shared just a moment ago, and because we've entered into the fourth quarter of the year 2022, and I want to report to you about how God has been faithful. I want, to, I want to share a report with you this morning of the faithfulness of God in the year 2022 at Hope Church. And also remind you, hey, there's still three months left. We still got time to do the vision that God has put in our hearts. Amen? So I felt it necessary to talk a little bit more in depth than I typically do about how we got started. Uh, if you attend Next Steps, if you've attended Next Steps in the past, you know that the first little bit of Next Steps is me having a conversation with you about how our church got started and what happened. Well, today I want to go a little bit more in depth uh, just because it's going to set the stage so beautifully for you all to see this morning just how far God has brought this little church. Amen? Uh, some of you know this, Brianne and I moved here in 2009. Now, Brianne was born and raised in the great state of Watauga. Uh, she, she was born in Watauga Medical Center, and all three of our children are also, have also been born in Watauga Medical Center. Uh, we're Boone people, okay? We're Boone people. We love this place. Um, I remember having a conversation with Pastor Don Richter, who's an absolute spiritual father to me. He's on our board of directors. Um, matter of fact, I just got to see him yesterday. They were driving through the state, and I drove down to Yadkinville just to, just to have dinner. 
because I love that man and his wife so much. And I remember when we were getting ready to move here, he and I were meeting and we had plans to plant a church and, and, and he was just pouring so much wisdom into my life. And, and he asked me this question. He said, uh, he said, when you get to Boone, he said, like, how long are you planning to be there? And I thought, ah, I got a real good spiritual answer. I thought, Pastor Don, I'm ready to commit the next 20, 25, 30 years of my life. He said, that's good. He said, that's not long enough. I said, oh, I thought I was being spiritual. <laughs> he said, you need to go there and plan to spend your life there and invest your whole self and marry the calling and marry the vision that God has put in your life to serve him as a pastor. So I say that to say that Brianne's born here. My kids are born here. I'm not born here. But I'm here, and I ain't going nowhere. We moved here in 2009, and we actually tried to start the ministry in 2010. Uh, we rented out, I think maybe they charged us 20 bucks a week. I don't remember. But we rented out a little Christian coffee house that doesn't even exist anymore called Sun's Light Coffee. So anybody remember Sun's Light Coffee House? This is a good, that's awesome. We started meeting in Sun's Light on Sunday mornings, and we did it for like six months or eight months. We got, we, we got a little momentum under us, and then some things changed. We had about three families that were coming regularly and a handful of college students, and uh, actually had a move of God with the college students. One of the, I remember a young girl got, got filled with the Holy Spirit in our living room uh, one year and, and, and ended up that we did her wedding sometime later. But So God was moving, but... The three families that we had all within about six weeks moved to different parts of the country and uh, school ended. And so there was nobody left. And my wife and I just kind of looked at each other and said, well, what do we do now? Uh, during that time, her father uh, became ill and ultimately we lost him to cancer. And so we said, okay, we got to take a step back and we got to make sure that if we're going to plant a church that we're healthy enough to do so. So we took some time and stepped back from that. That was 2010 and into 2011. And we, we stepped back. We took some time apart and not apart from each other. We, we took, <laughs> I want to give the wrong impression. <laughs> we took some time apart from ministry and we began to refocus and we began to heal. And then it was in 2013 that we launched High Country Christian Church in the school, the elementary school in Blowing Rock. And I'm here to tell you, it took some time for us to get embedded in the community. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Boone was a more challenging place to move into. It was a bit more closed to the outside world than it is now, and I'm happy for that because it shows that we're growing. But in 2013, we launched High Country Christian Church with two families, and less than $500. So I'm going to just tell you right now, that's not the best way to start a church. I'm just going to tell you that right now. If I had to do some things over, I would do them over. And, uh, and I would do them differently. But our faith was just about all that we had. And the trajectory of our church was substantially different and far different than others that have planted churches in this area and other areas. 
Uh, and and this, this was a very, very interesting time for us. We didn't have any financial backing, and we wouldn't have known where to get it if we did. And I knew how to preach, but I had no idea how to pastor people. I've known how to preach since I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, my favorite thing to do was play church. Other kids are playing G.I. Joes, Cops and Robbers, Cowboys and Indians. Josh and his little sister are playing Pentecostal church. And I used to get up on, a, on, the, on the, the fireplace, had a little step up on the, the hearth in our, in our house, and it was just like the perfect stage. And I had a drumstick because I grew up playing drums, and I had my drumstick was my microphone, and my sister would bring out all our stuffed animals, and I would preach. And then she was the usher, and, we, and Laura, Laura, my sister, gave her life to the Lord many, many times as a, as a child. <laughs> she, she really... She's very saved. I just want you to know that. Very sanctified. And I would go down and lay hands on all the stuffed animals, and they'd fall out under the power, and Laura would be there catching them. And we, we just had charismatic services in our living room. And so I knew how to preach, but I did not know how to pastor people. And I'm, I'm thankful to say that I'm still learning how to preach, and I'm still learning how to pastor people. During those first years, I was very lonely. The first four or five years, I was, I was abundant in relationships with older people that had poured into my life, people like Pastor Ron, uh, who from day one said, Josh, I'm radically committed to your success. I still have the email from 2008 when he said, I'm, you're going to go there and you're going to plant this church. I'm radically committed to your success. That's just not something they say. It's something they mean. So I had lots of great relationships with people like Pastor Ron, people like Pastor Don, uh, others, men and women who had poured into my life, but I was absolutely bankrupt in peer ministry relationships. I didn't know a, a single other person in my age range that was planting a church.
race of the Lord Jesus that is on your life. Can I tell you, Hope Church is strong in the grace that the Lord has placed upon us. And we're getting stronger. Romans chapter 1 verse 11. This is such a phenomenal verse of, of scripture. Romans 1, 11, Paul again is talking to us. And he says, for I long to see you so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you so that you may be, everybody read that out loud, established, established. God wants your life to be established. How many of you lived with this Christian life long enough to understand Jesus doesn't want you doing this? Up and down and up and down. And one day I'm having a great day and God loves me. And the next day I'm having a terrible day and I'm not sure if God even tolerates me. And then this day I'm, in, I'm at peace in my marriage and my, um, everything's going good. And this day we're just on the ragged edge of divorce. And then this day uh, things are going great in my finances. And then here I'm having to get a cash advance from my paycheck because I don't know what's going on. God does not want you to live in the roller coaster of human existence. It's not what he wants for you. It's not what he wants for me. God's desire, his very will for our lives is established in his grace. He wants us to be established in his grace. I was uh, talking this morning with the prayer team. Dan was there downstairs. We're praying before the service. And we were talking about Hurricane Ian. And if you've been paying attention to what's been happening in Southwest Florida this past five days, um, the, the, the video that everybody keeps showing on CNN and, and Fox and MSM, all the, all the different news channels, the video that everybody keeps showing is the storm surge on Fort Myers Beach. And Fort Myers Beach had a, a beautiful pier and had a bunch of beautiful little shops and a restaurant right on the corner of the pier. That restaurant, that pier was about an eight-minute drive from where Brianna and I used to live when we were first married. And now it's gone. Absolutely devastated. And I, I watched a bunch of these videos. We were looking at them on the couch the other day on Friday. She's like, have you seen this? And I was like, oh, God, Kilwins is gone. This, this shop is gone. The pier is gone. There used to be this beautiful building at the end of this pier. It was a long pier that kind of made a T. And at the end of it, there was this nice little building that you could go and hang out in and and buy ice cream and stuff like that. And, and all of it's gone. And the only thing that's left that I noticed are the big wooden pylons that the pier used to rest on. All the deck boards, all the, all the wood from that pier got just obliterated by the wind and by the waves, but there's still bones of that pier that are there and the bones that are left are the ones that were anchored into the seabed floor. Those pylons, those big wooden beams that are absolutely cemented into the sand are the things that are left. Why do I tell you that? Because God wants you to be established, just like those, those pier, that, those, the, those pylons. God wants your life to be anchored in him. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, we're not going to go there for time's sake. But it says in Hebrews chapter 4, 
we have this hope, this confidence, which is the anchor of our souls. Jesus and the life of Christ, the ministry of Jesus, the truth of the word of God creates inside of our lives an anchor of our soul called hope. So what is the state of hope, church? We're growing in grace so that we can be anchored in hope. Amen? Secondly, we're growing numerically. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're growing numerically. In fact, we've been working from a leadership level to talk about and be intentional about creating a culture of invitation in our church where, where you as the body feel empowered and excited to invite people to what's going on in Hope Church. We call it a culture of invitation. Now, it's, it may be a little difficult to tell that We've increased numerically, and one of the reasons is we keep changing the sanctuary. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. In 2021, the day that we became Hope Church officially, January 10th, 2021, the sanctuary faced that way. And all these big black screens and scrims and stuff were all along this wall, and, and, uh, and everything was oriented a little differently. Well, we've had to change that. Why? Because we're growing numerically, and we've got to find a way to fit more people in this space. In the last month and a half, two months, we've added two more sections of chairs. So it may not feel any tighter to you, but that's just because everybody's spread out a little bit more. In January of 2021, our average adult attendance was 40 people. In January of 2021, our average adult attendance was 40 people. Today, as of today, our average adult attendance is 72 people. That's a lot more people. Amen. You can clap for that. Amen. We say, well, maybe you came from a church of 25,000 people, and this doesn't seem like a lot. Well, it feels pretty good to us, okay? I'm just going to tell you. Today, our children ministry averages 20 kids per Sunday, and that's the average. It spikes quite a bit and gets up to 25 and 30 kids downstairs, just like it does up here. Some, some Sundays, we, by the way, this isn't arbitrary. We track this every single week. Sometimes our Sundays are, are packed full in here and there's 80, 85 people and we're thinking, we're running out of chairs. Between that and our kids' ministry, we're growing. We see more new faces than we have ever seen before. In fact, hardly a Sunday goes by that I don't shake somebody's hands that I've never met before. That's awesome. You don't know how good that makes me feel as a pastor to see new faces. The rule of thumb in the world of church metrics, here's a little bit of nerd, nerdology for you. Rule of thumb in the world of church metrics says that your actual influence and size of your church is two to three times your average church attendance. The reason for this being that many in the congregation attend one to two Sundays per month. Pastor Jack Hayford says this, he says, if you preach a message, a single message, a third of your church will hear it. And he says, if you preach a series, then everybody in the church gets to hear it because it spreads out over a month and, and people, because of their schedules and needs and things, not everybody's there every Sunday. So in the world of church metrics, the influence and size of a church is two to three times our average church attendance. That means that we see, okay, we see between 90 and 100 people here every single Sunday between the children downstairs and between the adults upstairs. 
90 to 100 people are here each weekend, but we're actually reaching at least two times that amount. And more. That's encouraging news. That's encouraging news. Because it's only going to get better from here. In fact, I said this to you all last week. I said, look around and take note. This is the smallest this place is ever going to be. Amen? So we are growing numerically. Y'all doing okay with this? This is encouraging stuff to me. We're bragging on the Holy Spirit this morning. We're bragging on the faithfulness of God. We are growing very strong financially. I want to tell you something, and I want you to hear this. God is faithful, and you are disproportionately generous. I want to say that again, and I want you to make sure you get it. God is faithful, and you are disproportionately generous. I'm excited to share this because I've never actually stood up here and given like an official financial report on the church. But I'm happy to do that publicly because we have nothing to hide, number one. And number two, we've actually got some cool stuff to talk about. In 2023, I'll mention this. One of our goals is to produce at the end of every year starting in, or excuse me, the beginning of every year for the previous year, release an annual report of everything that has happened in the church that we are keeping measurements and metrics on. We will begin that preparation in 2023 so that by January of 2024, when you receive your end-of-year giving receipts for tax time, you'll also have access to a downloadable annual report that says, here's everything that happened in our church that we're keeping track of. Here's the finances. Here's what we gave. Here's, here's what went to, to facility costs. Here's what went to salaries. Here's where money came and went, and here's the money that stayed. This is what we're going to do about a building. This is what we're going to do. Uh, here's how many people got saved. Here's how many people got baptized. Here's how many people got healed. Here's how many people got baptized in the Holy Spirit. All this kind of amazing thing. That's going to revolve, of course, around our financial goals but expect that, okay? So that's one of our goals for 2023. We're getting very strong financially. Now, now here's, here's the statistic that really blew me away, okay? And this is all, I have all of this on very, very good authority from research and from people that I trust. A church that is our size in weekly attendance, that 90 to 100 that I told you about, a church that is in our size weekly should have a budget of between $180,000 and $200,000 annually. A church that is our size, 90 to 100 people, should have $180K to $200K in, in, in revenue every year. When I say revenue, I'm not talking about sales as a business word, but I'm talking about income. When I did some looking back, on our own records, which I realize I don't do enough because I got so flipping happy looking back at how God has been remarkably faithful in our finances over the past three to four years. I want to share with you our annual income in 2022 and the three years previous because I want you to see how faithful Jesus is and how disproportionately generous you are. In 2019, our annual income was $109,230. I left off the cents 
because I didn't think that was relevant, although our software keeps very detailed records. $109,230 in the year 2019. In the year 2020, the year of COVID, bah, bah, bah. In the year of COVID, our income rose to $130,842. That is a 19% increase. In the year that the wheels were falling off of everything. And we looked around and saw churches going into infinite lockdowns and, 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 and throughout the latter part of 2020 and into the year of 2021, I, I read Barna, Barna Group reports and I read statistics from around the country. I'm, I, I'm not alone in ministry anymore. I have peer friends around the country and I'm hearing from people all of what's happening in the world. Do you know that in 2021, the end of 2020 and 2021, one of my lifelong friends who pastors a church in Brooklyn, their church went from 1,000 people average on a Sunday morning to 250. They lost 75% of their church like that because of COVID. And we're over here growing. You can't explain that, baby except to say God's faithful. So in 2020, our, our, our revenue went up to 130K. That's a 19% increase. All right, now hold on to your seats. In 2021, our income increased to $204,721. That is a 56% increase year over year. That is disproportionately generous. That is disproportionately Jesus is faithful. Amen. 56%. All my business people in here know that is a staggeringly high growth percentage. In 2022, which is not over, we've just entered into the fourth quarter as of yesterday. And as of the financial totals from the end of this week, past week, 2022 is on track to show another 24% increase higher than last year's 56% increase. As of October 1st, this church has received $229,547. And if our fourth quarter is flat tracking with last year, which it absolutely is not, we're 20, what did I say, 20, we're already 24% higher than last year. Based on that conservatively, this year's budget will land on December 31st at somewhere between $285,000 and $290,000. Can I tell you, that is $100,000 per year more than a church our size should expect. Jesus is faithful, and you are disproportionately generous. Amen. I cannot begin to tell you how blessed I feel as your pastor to tell you how generous you are. Do you know that pastors fear this kind of conversation? I don't fear it. Because Jesus is faithful. And because y'all are givers, man. 
You ready for the best part? I haven't told you the best part yet. Here's the best part. In the past 12 months, meaning from October 2021 to October 2022, our church has given away over $65,000 to missions and ministries. That doesn't happen with a church our size unless the grace of God gets involved. Now, I'm going to tell you about one of those. I, I don't have time to tell you about all the things we've given to and all the ministries we've blessed and all the people we've helped to support and all the things. I mean, we... Well, I, I constantly get phone calls from people saying, can you help with this? Can you help with that? We always get invitations. And, and here's the thing that's amazing. The need will always be, the opportunity will always be bigger than the budget. So there's always going to be somebody calling the need something and somebody that wants some help. And what we do is we really try to hear from the Spirit of God as leaders, Lord, where do you want your money to go in your kingdom? Right? Because it's his money. The Bible says that it's God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, so we don't take ownership of anything. Amen. But I am going to tell you one story because it was really recent, and it was two weeks ago. Brianne and I uh, had were invited to go to the Hope Pregnancy Center annual fundraiser. If you don't know who the Hope Pregnancy Center is, they have a great name. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they've been around for, for quite some time, like 20 years now. Uh, so we didn't copy them, but it was just a fluke. Um, but we got invited to go there. I think, Keith, you're on their board, aren't you? Keith Honeycutt serves on their board. And uh, so he and Gwen were there. And, and uh, who else was there at that, that night? I know that you guys were here. We had, we, Ann was there. We, we had like a really strong showing. Candy Jones was there. I was probably like 10 people from Hope Church. That's right, Kaylee, that's right, you are, you are a hope mentee. Okay, so, so right here in our congregation is someone who has, has been a beneficiary and a receiver of the services and the care and the ministry that Hope uh, Pregnancy Center has. So we got invited to go to that. We get invited, I think, most years. It, it's been about five years since Brianne and I actually attended, but I really felt like I, I needed to be there. I was like, I gotta go. And so we went there together and we, we brought a check with us because we knew we were gonna sow a seed. And, and the way I often do this is I'll check my heart and say, Lord, if, if, if it wasn't something that we had already planned out with the leadership of our church, I'll usually check my heart and say, Father, what do you want to do here? And then, because I'm very smart, I ask my wife. <laughs> and I see where we're at. And, and we were sitting there getting ready to write this check and... And we were looking at each other, throwing out numbers. And, and the, the hand signs that were going back and forth was like this. When we were, five, six years ago, when we went the last time, we sowed a seed of $500. This year, we sowed a seed of $5,000. So, five, yeah, go ahead and give the Lord praise. I didn't, it didn't dawn on me till we got in the car that Brian said, do you realize that's 10 times more than we gave last time? And I said, God, you are too good. We're not doing it for notoriety. We're not here to brag. We're here to brag on Jesus. Paul said, I boast in the Lord. Amen. Our boast is not in us. It's in Jesus. It makes me really happy to know that we made an investment into a ministry in town right here in Boone that helps young girls know 
that when they got pregnant, they don't have to get an abortion. That's fascinating to me. And I'm delighted to be able to share in that. You guys are disproportionately generous. You are changing our town. Amen. Last thing I'll say about finances, and then I'll talk about all the other awesome things I get to brag on the Holy Spirit for. Are you doing okay this morning? You like the State of the Union? Okay, good. I haven't gotten any booze yet, so that's good. What are they saying on CNN? Okay. In 2023, I have it in my heart to establish a building fund so that we can begin to plan in the direction of whatever God has next for us. I don't know what that is yet. I got some ideas, but I don't have anything concrete from the Spirit of God yet, but here's what I'm not willing to do. I'm not willing for us to just camp out and hang out until we hear a word from the Lord. The Bible talks about wisdom and the wisdom of preparation. And how many of you know preparation time is never wasted? I don't want an opportunity to open up for our church and for us to all of a sudden have to scramble to beg, borrow, and steal to try to get enough money to scrape together so that we can do what God's calling us to do. Now, I do believe in miracles, and I believe God works miraculously, and he does amazing things when we're presented with need, but I also believe in the wisdom of preparation. So next year, we're going to establish a building fund so that we can, move in the, we can plan to move in the direction of whatever it is that God wants us to do as a church. Let's talk about family ministry for a second. By the way, the word that you should come away with today is growth, 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 growth. We're growing in family ministry. That's Hope Kids and Motion Youth. At the beginning of this year, Vanessa Hensley, who is our amazing kids director, had a goal of seeing her team grow from in volunteers from, it was either 8 or 10, to, to 16. She wanted to see volunteer growth come up to 16. Within like a couple of months, she was at 20. Because God's an exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or even think according to the power that's at work within us. That's Ephesians chapter 3. So volunteering in this department has grown from that to about 20 volunteer staff. Let me say something. If your child or your family is benefiting from this awesome ministry that's happening, would you find a way to serve that? Just find a way to serve it. It's a ministry that is constantly growing and is constantly in need of more help. And so even though we've seen exponential growth in the amount of volunteers, we've also just about run out of space downstairs. and We had to add a classroom. So there's four classrooms happening downstairs. Where's the fourth classroom? It's in the common area down there where they set up tables. I mean, pretty soon they're going to be out on the porch. Okay? So if your child is benefiting from that, find a way to serve that. Okay? Motion Youth Group has an average of 20 children. This is a whole different set of 20 kids, not including the people downstairs, aged 10 to 15 who are coming out on the last Friday of every month, and that continues to grow exponentially. Those kids are getting excited. They're learning about Jesus, and they're having fun making pancakes. It's powerful. We're growing in worship ministry. Now, this one made me laugh and made me tingle a little bit. In January of 2021... Our worship team considered, uh, consisted of Danny Whittington, Leslie Hall, and me. That was a year and a half ago. A little over a year and a half ago, there was three of us. And some weeks, it's just two of us, right? Some weeks, it's just me and Danny. And we just pull out some old Ron Cannoli songs. <laughs> Blessing and honor. Glory and power. You see, we pulled out some good, old, moldy, oldy, rusty songs from the 1990s. 
Sometimes it would just be me and Leslie. Sometimes it's just the two of them. Right now, that team has 13 people on it serving in rotation, and it's growing. What should y'all have a goal for the end of the year? 30. Awesome. There's three months left in 2022, and we believe in miracles. We're growing in outreach. Brienne said this. We're getting ready to host our second annual Hope Harvest Festival this month. We're growing in outreach. We expect that to be twice as big as it was last year. We had like 250 or 300 people here last year. We're expecting five to 600 people to show up there and jump on these bounce houses and get food from food trucks and shaved ice and, and hear, about, you know, hear about Jesus. For the first year ever, oh, this gets me excited. For the first year ever, we have active ministry happening on the campus of Appalachian State each and every week. We are finally able to say that we're reaching the college. Tonight at 8 o'clock or whatever it is, there will be a small group happening on ASU campus from Hope Church. Hallelujah. Good, give the Lord praise. By the way, I just read potentially the most encouraging statistic that I've read from the Barna Group in several years. If you, if you read church statistics of the past five years, everybody's been saying the same thing. Church attendance is declining. Christianity is getting, getting weaker. Church is going down. Christianity is declining in the United States of America. This just came out on August 4th from the Varna Group. Weekly worship attendance among U.S. millennials more than doubled from 2021 to 2022, according to a Barna Group report published August 4th. Fourth, weekly church attendance in the United States of America is the highest that it's been in years, but particularly in millennials, it jumped from 17% in 2021 to 39% in 2022. You know why? Because young people who are coming of age and starting families and starting in their careers and are growing are finally seeing that they can't do it on their own and they need Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, I'm ready to open my arms wide to some millennials and say, you got a place at Hope Church to call home. Amen. We are busting at the seams with vision. Personally, I've got more vision for this church right now than I have ever had. And I believe that I've got the tools needed to equip you to reach this community. I want to read a scripture to you and then I forgot to start my timer. How long have I been going? Five minutes. All right, five minutes. I was told. That's great. We've got a solid hour left. Good. No, listen to this. I'll, I'll wrap up here in just a moment. Ephesians chapter 4 says this. It says, speaking of Jesus, says, He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Why, Paul? Why did God anoint pastors? For the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. I feel perhaps for the first time in my life that I am fully equipped to fully equip. I, I said this to somebody recently, you know, those first five years, I thought I, I, I was trying to build this church with toothpicks. And I feel like in the recent year, somebody has just rolled a craftsman tool chest into my garage and said, okay, you got everything you need now. Do you know that I'm not called to just do a bunch of ministry? I'm actually called as the pastor of this church to give you the tools and to give you the equipment 
to go do ministry and go change this world around us. If this is your home church, can I tell you something? You've got a responsibility in the body of Christ to turn this world upside down, starting with Boone, North Carolina. And I'm here to tell you, I'm ready to make a commitment to you. I'm going to help and equip you to do exactly that by the grace of God. We're bursting at the seams with vision. We're growing in influence. We're no longer the church without a face in the community. People are starting to realize that we're here. Isn't that great? People are starting to realize that we're here. About, I don't know, maybe it was about three, four years ago, maybe five years ago, I had a conversation with Perry Conklin, who was Andrew and Vanessa Hensley and Perry and Joy Conklin were the two families that were that and my parents that started our church with us back in 2013. Dear Lord, we didn't know what we were doing. Did we, Vanessa? We didn't know what the heck was going on. But a few years into it, Perry, Perry came to me one day, we were talking, and he's like, dude, I got to tell you, this question that my boss asked me, and it became the question that he and I would ask each other regularly as our church started to form and grow. And it was this question, if we closed today, would anybody in the community notice? If we closed today, would anybody be sad? I feel like for the first time, I'm able to start to answer that question in the affirmative. Yeah, I think we actually are making a difference. Pastor Don told me years ago, and he actually reminded me of it yesterday when I saw him. He said, remember that I told you it takes 10 years to build a church in a community. It takes 10 years. He said, you're in year nine, congratulations. He said, you didn't give up when a lot of others would have given up. You pressed on, you persevered. The grace of the Lord Jesus has held us together. He's protected us. His anointing is on this church and on this ministry. And we've learned how to obey him. And there's no quit in me. There's no quit in my wife. There's no quit in our leadership. Finally, we're moving in alignment with what God wants for our future. And I'll talk more about that on Vision Sunday in February. At the beginning of every year, the first Sunday in February, we have Vision Sunday. And we always ask the Lord the same thing, right? right, You know, right about August time every year, I start to ask God, God, what's the vision for next year? What's the emphasis? I mean, the vision never changes. We want to see this world discipled for Jesus, right? So the vision never changes, but how we package the vision every year, the statement of vision every year, is something that the Lord gives to us fresh. And it it becomes the motivator. It becomes the, the target and the focus for each year. I want to close today by reminding you about what we talked about in Vision Sunday on February 6th of this year. I began to get convicted last year about prioritizing the lost in our community and prioritizing prayer in our church. Can anybody tell me what the statement was that encompassed the lost and prayer? These two emphases. Can somebody tell me what it was? Anybody remember? Anybody? I looked at my wife because I know she would know the answer. Moved with compassion. Do you remember that was the statement that we made in February about this year? Matt, there it is. Moved with compassion. Our scripture has been Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, 
teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I want to tell you, we're in the last quarter of 2022. We still have three months in this year to prioritize the lost and to prioritize prayer. Let's not lose momentum. Let's finish the year strong. Because I'm going to tell you something. The, the coffee pot is percolating on 2023. And there's some vision coming down the pipe from the Lord to our church for where we're going. So let's not lose momentum. Let's finish the year strong. And I'm going to ask you, same question that I was asking you quite often at the beginning of this year. Who are you praying for this week? And who are you inviting? You remember those two questions? I asked them to you a lot at the beginning of this year. We're prior, we, still got, we still got three months to be moved with compassion. We still got three months to, to ask the Lord, Lord, who is it that you want me to invite to Hope Church? Who, who is it that you want me to spend time praying for and praying over that I can pour into and minister into their lives? Who are you praying for this week? And who are you inviting? Let's stand up to our feet. I am a happy pastor this morning because I'm looking out and I see a whole bunch of world changing people in front of me. And despite where we've come from, despite the challenges that we've had to overcome as a church, despite the challenges that you have had to overcome as an individual, I'm here to tell you that the grace of the Lord is resting upon our lives today as a church, as a family, as individuals, as individual families. We are, I I wasn't kidding when I said we are growing in grace. And I want to pray over you as we finish this morning. And I want to pray that same scripture from 2 Timothy over you this morning, that you would be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So would you bow your heads with me? Thanks again for listening to the Hope Church podcast. Our church exists to see people from all walks of life know Jesus, connect and grow, discover their purpose, and make a difference in this world. If you would like to connect with us further, or if you need prayer or assistance, please visit us at hopeboon.com, where Jesus loves you, we love you, and your life counts.